Alright, hello everybody and welcome to this podcast which we're calling Education 4.0. My name is Jamie McIntyre and I'm the Library Manager at Scottish Borders Campus and with me is... I'm Sam Anderson, I am Learning and Teaching Digital Facilitator for Borders College. <laughs> and we're off to a flyer. <laughs> we're off to a flyer. I don't know if this will get onto Yammer or not. <laughs> No, no, don't stop. Don't stop. Right. right, okay, so, so, <laughs> right. Okay, sorry, professionalism here. Okay, professionalism, we can bleep that bit out. So, so, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? As usual, we're winging it. Okay, yeah. what are we doing? We're going to, we're going to make a podcast to try and let staff know what's happening in, with education and digital technology. Yeah. And how does the library relate to that, though, Jamie? Aye, I don't really know. I think, um... What just to explain that Sam and I work together at the Scottish Borders Campus, and um, what we've been doing over the last since we've known each other really is we sit and we have cups of coffee and we we have chats and we we're often talking about education, and we're passionate about education, but we're also quite passionate about using digital technology to um, enhance to enhance aye, it to enhance, enhance it yeah enhance your learning and teaching yeah. I'm lucky that my role now I could actually try and push this forward for both the college and Terry Lock. Yeah, yeah. So Sam and I, we, we both love gadgets, don't we? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like we were, like we were the first people that I knew to get like a three sixty camera. We saw it being done on YouTube and I'm totally blown away by it. And then Sam went and got the Insta three sixty camera, and I followed suit. And then we got the upgraded version of the the three sixty one X. And we've both been looking at how we can use cameras like that in, in education and um, we're interested in things like virtual reality and augmented reality, stuff like that, you know. Um, I, but actually, I think we're both of the opinion that technology itself doesn't improve education, does it? No, technology doesn't, it's just a tool. Mm-hmm. You can keep a class, in my opinion, you can keep a class engaged with a bit of paper and a cup. Aye, it depends aye. what you do with it. Same with technology. It depends what you do with it on how it works. It doesn't just make your lesson become good. Yeah. You've got to have the right ideas and innovation and in how to use it. Yeah. Which is it's kind of like, do you want to tell folk about your role? Because it's quite a, it's a new thing in the college. Uh, my role, uh, it's still a work in progress, but for this, uh, I've been in post eight weeks and primarily I've been working with staff and looking to team teach with them to bring in a bit of technology into the classroom for them to use, students to use, to see how it enhances their their work. Uh, looking at apps, uh, bringing iPads in, making digital, oh, oh what are they called? Mood boards, digital mm-hmm. mood boards mm-hmm. rather than uh, paper. So there's a bit of collaboration there, students working on iPads. And it's all done with the lecturer and students to see how it works. But I've got a wee bit more time where I can go and research the apps that we're going to use, uh, the kit that we need. Uh, one of the good pieces of work, which is on College Development Network's Innovation Hub, which has just launched last week, is the 360 videos are made with Dale Clancy for electrical engineering mm. safety. So it was again using the 360 camera that Jamie previously mentioned and how we could incorporate that into the classroom so students could see the process of doing a safe isolation. Cool. And it would work really well. Mm-hmm. So I, I take it you've had quite a quiet eight weeks. Nobody's really noticed the change in role. 
Dale Boy was saying, I've had worse weeks. Just just to summarise what we've done, uh, that I know that you've done, is that you've been going around basically lighting little fires all over the place, kind of disrupting the status quo a wee bit, would you say? Yeah, I like, I like, uh, I like the, the phrase that I'm an educational disruptor. Quite like that. Yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah, and you're definitely yeah. you're disrupting things, but you're also helping yeah. people. Yeah, in a positive way. Aye. Yeah, disrupting sort of the hierarchy. Could you say? Could be. Yeah, yeah, or just the the established way of doing things. Yeah. Um, just to give you one example of how Sam's disrupting things is, so the library, the library is there to provide students and staff with the learning resources that they need. Now, learning resources used to mean books or sometimes books and DVDs. But just in the last few weeks, Sam's actually come to us and said that we need apps. So apps on a set of iPads that we have. And and it's it's tricky because we've never purchased apps before. We've got five iPads. How do we actually go about purchasing apps for them? How do we get them all those apps onto five different iPads and stuff like that? And it, it's not tricky. It's just the systems that are around it need to change a wee bit. So that's what we mean by disruptor. But also disrupting, you know, being in meetings and asking why do we do it that way, hmm. why are things done that way and stuff. Yeah, I've been in a few meetings. Ah, oh, you've had a quite a busy week with meetings. I love a meeting. I love a meeting. Yeah, I, I, I think of you as kind of like the missing link. You're, you're the link between IT and this, the teaching staff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so far it's working really well. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's really good. It's been a, it's been a fast eight weeks, but. Uh, more to come. It's been a crazy week, so you've been going around lighting all these fires, you've been helping loads of staff start to digitise mm-hmm. things. Staff have been coming to you with ideas? Yeah, coming yeah. to me with ideas, uh, bringing ideas to me so that I can go away and uh, try and find the best way to implement that idea. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a good process because then I can sort of play with it and as a, a lecturer myself, I've, I know how it would potentially work in the classroom situation. Then I could go and work with a lecturer in the class and it gives them sort of less what would we say it's when they I'm useless with big words so let's break break it down it's when the lecturer lecturer doesn't feel pressure to actually be able to produce it because they have me in the class if the whiteboard doesn't work when they're trying to do it and they're not very confident using it I'll take the blame because it's the system that breaks down not the lecturer so there's processes in place that we need to make better use of and better equipment mm-hmm. so the lecturer doesn't feel pressured to look and understand um, I'm waffling I'm waffling yeah, I, so, um, so do you know what I mean? Aye, you know what I mean? yeah I do I do and I, I think um, like lecturers at, at Borders College and I know lecturers in the School of Textiles and Design at Harriet Watt the, by, the, by their very nature they're creative and they yes. want to give their learners really immersive uh, the uh, um, inspiring educational experiences and all too often they're kind of let down on a couple of things one would be maybe time to actually develop things time's the biggest ad- identification so far yeah and sometimes the equipment, equipment. and the systems let folk yeah. down eh? so I think sometimes the systems we use too many we need to narrow it down and allow staff just to nobody can be an expert on everything yeah although I'm doing this role a digital role I'm not an expert in all the processes or software or tech technology gadgets that we use. I'll dabble in it and I'll play with it, but then I'll break it down into what we need. Nobody uses the whole of Microsoft Word or Excel. Mm-hmm. You use the part you want, mm-hmm. and it's trying to explain that to staff. We just use these parts. This is the only buttons we need to worry about. Move on. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Same when we're using any other piece of software. We just worry about uh, A, B, C. 
and forget the rest of the alphabet because that's all we need. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the easiest way I could describe it. Yeah. And when working with people, I think we need to, in my role, it's short, sharp uh, content. So it's 10, 15 minutes. Let the, let the lecturer and the students go and play with it, then come back the following week to see how they've got on. Mm-hmm. Anything longer, then you start to to lose it or lose the person with too much information. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking like a, you know, sometimes training that I've been on in the past, it's like three hours on something, and sitting down for three hours, yeah, you get a wee break for a cup of coffee, but there's no way it's going to work. The classic example for me was um, I went to some um, VLE training. Now, the VLE was a uh, blackboard Hit what calls it vision, but it's blackboard, and it was an all day training session on blackboard, and they covered all the main points. Yeah. You know how to do assessments, how to do feedback, how to upload videos, how to do this, how to put in um uh, quizzes and stuff like that, and it was all great stuff. What did Too you much. remember? <laughs> very very. I remembered well exactly what I've said. I remember broadly that we can do these things, but the actual buttons. It's not until you go away and play with it yourself that. Totally. Uh, yeah. Totally. And um, so, so you've been going around, you've been lighting fires, you've been helping people, people come to you with ideas, you've been working on them. Um, what else have you been up to? <laughs> well, Rodney. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's weird because I'm used to doing vlogs, so I'm sitting here holding my stomach and I don't need that. <laughs> you don't need to relax. <laughs> I can relax yeah, yeah. a little. Go. Take a few clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. This is better than a vlog. I can sit here and just I know. Uh, let it all hang uh, out. It's quite good. So to speak. <laughs> 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 Put it away! Put it away! No, sorry. Uh, what else? Last week? Two weeks ago we were two at Digife- Digifest down at Birmingham. Digifest? Digifest. 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 Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you? <laughs> we were there for Education 4.0 and this is what this is called. Yeah, that's what that's what we've decided to call our podcast. Are we calling this episode 4.0 or are we calling the whole podcast thing 4.0? I don't know. Could I think we get away with Education 4.0, we'll be the first to do it. So ah, I think so, yeah, yeah. Then if they want to buy it off us, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, right, so Jesk, if you want to buy Education 4.0, I'll you. <laughs> yeah. Even though we learned about it at a conference that you right. facilitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Digifest. 4.0 highlight for me of my top three things to take away Microsoft education yeah. was excellent we had a great chat with Claire can't remember her second name but oh, so enthusiastic and gave Claire us was the head of Le- Microsoft UK learning for FE and HE yeah, yes, yeah. I've got her on Twitter but I don't have it on, in front of me just now Mm-hmm. Uh, we could put that in the, the details we could put links in the details yeah the we can yeah, yeah. Uh, Microsoft Education really good very good the second part was or second out of two or three uh, robots 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 were great mm-hmm. coding and robots and what robots are capable of now and how they could influence students creativity and actually uh, uh, caring side as well Ah, it, yeah. it the, is it pastoral support that the yeah. universities were talking about how they, that we can't actually have hands on just now but robots are there to help encourage students to express their feelings and emotions yeah that, just, was, that was really interesting I've always thought of robots as um, great for programming or something like yeah. that um, this was Sheffield University cold science but the, what was it it was like a bunny rabbit or something they developed they like a dog rabbit ears aye, aye, aye. yeah and it, did it change colour or did it, it change Yeah, different colours depending on how it programmed and how you sort of stroked its back or right. its ears, etc. Right. Seems to remember. We'll put another link in because we've got that. Yeah, that was cool. That and was cool. the top one was Natalie 4.0. Oh, 
But the only oh, reason Natalie Four Point was my favourite was because. Did I say the Microsoft and Quack? Because my, my thumb was <laughs> Natalie 4.0. <laughs> Natalie 4.0, again. Yeah. Because after watching that, I came out, Jamie, Jamie, you have to go try it. Jamie tried it and went, we've done that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so right. we are actually ahead of the game. We're yeah. 10 years ahead of Education 4.0. We're on Education 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, that, that. So, so basically, just to explain what Natalie 4.0 was, you went into this booth and in the booth there was like um, virtual reality goggles and you were going through the motions of a student 15 years in the future so this is what the student 15 years from now would would kind of experience i don't think it was 15 years because i think the tech that we were looking at is available now yeah yeah i, th- I think that they've possibly spent quite a lot of money producing that yeah. whereas we used we used uh Mavic DJI Spark mm-hmm. and an Insta three sixty camera, which in total cost would be seven hundred pound. Yeah. To produce a three minute video, which wasn't professional, but it was professional enough for education yeah. and lecture and stuff to use for teaching purposes. Yeah. And students to get engaged, and it worked. That was two years ago. Yeah, that's right. That was that was crazy because we, we did we, we had students yeah. students in a room in the library with VR goggles on, and they were completely immersed in the experience. Yeah. And the reaction was, you know, imagine you're, you're what were you, about 40, 50 feet up in the air yeah. and you're able to look all Sitting around you like you're floating in the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've done that. So, yeah. you know, virtual reality and, and augmented reality has always been this thing that's been over there for me. Like, I, most things I can suss out. Virtual reality and augmented reality were always, like, something else. Like, I'd, I never really knew where to start. But after Digifest, I'm like, no, no, we can definitely do VR oh, and AR. It's dead easy. Mm-hmm. With just a few bits of equipment, we can we can do some cool stuff. And I think we could let students go and experiment and play with it as well. Aye. So getting back to Natalie four point the idea was that um she gets up in the morning, she puts her um like almost like Google Glass glasses on that are a bit of augmented reality. She sees her calendar and her glasses. She sees um the assignments that she's got to do, and while she's looking at these things in the morning, she's sitting in her bed by the way with these glasses on, and uh, her tutor gives her a video call that come up on these glasses, a bit like HoloLens or something. Um so that so yeah, so it was pretty cool, but I, I don't think it's fifteen years away. I think we're we're kinda getting on to that so, that sort of style of experience. Maybe anyway. not as detailed, but uh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. All we're waiting for is either I guess we're we're just waiting for one of the big three, Google, Apple or Microsoft, to come out with augmented reality glasses. Yeah. And I've heard loads of rumours that they're in development in Apple just now. Uh, HoloLens is the closest that we've got um, and I was thinking we should get a HoloLens but they're five grand Jim you want to sponsor us five grand? yeah or if, if anybody from Microsoft's listening maybe if you give us a HoloLens um, yeah. we'll we'll start developing stuff for it and yeah. um, and it could go into our project which will be your yeah. podcast too yes yes. the Lick Lab the Lick Lab yeah we can't um, tell you anymore because it's top secret that's going to be a goer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Lick Lab. Uh, Lick, by the way, stands for Learn, Innovate, Create. But we'll, will we save it for podcast two? Yeah, save it okay, for right, podcast right. two. Because, because yeah, yeah. And oh, I've just looked up. It's Claire Riley, Claire, at Claire Riley 100 yeah. on Twitter. And she was the person we spoke Aye, to. Tell us a bit, a bit about that. It's from Microsoft. So, yeah, from Microsoft. Yeah. So Claire, Claire's uh, her role, I've got it here, FE and HE Engagement Manager for Microsoft in the UK. And we spoke with Claire for good hour and a half. Easily, mm-hmm. easily. Looking at the education 
content that Microsoft offer in free courses and training. Yeah. And uh, how they are looking to promote that in colleges, universities, for staff to get engaged in using Microsoft 365. Mm. But it doesn't just cover Office 365, it looks at your lessons, learning styles. I think one that you're bringing into the library for staff learning yeah. about is Dyslexia. Um, yep, yep. Which so. is, uh, it's great, and all these courses are free if your educational establishment mm. have the email address. I would look it up, it's too big to go into detail, but look it up, it's excellent. How did you discover it? Moving to this job, uh, I got sent a link, or found a link. Actually, no. Who from? No. I got sent an email for Apple teacher training. Yeah. So I went and did my Apple teacher training because I really like iPads. So Apple, if you're listening, I can promote iPads. (laughs) (laughs) We're all about getting stuff for Lick Labs. Tim Tim Cook, if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I did my Apple teacher training online. Then I thought, okay, what did Microsoft offer? And by the power of Google, uh, I found Microsoft Education. Then I was like, okay, I recognise this. Set up a login, do my 365 account, and just started. Yeah. What's really weird is um, you discovered that you did the Apple teacher thing and then you discovered the Microsoft thing, right? Everybody I've spoken to is not aware that Microsoft has these excellent packages. Basically what they are, they're like, are they little videos? Yeah, it's a, it's a program and you a go test through. At the end they something. could be, sometimes there's not even a test, but you get a certificate or a badge, you earn points. I'm not really sure what you do with the points. It looks good. But the, for me, it's, it's a nice process that you go through. There's maybe four or five stages with short information, video clips, uh, documents you could read through and at the end there's generally 10 questions and you need 80% to pass to go through but as you're using it for me the initial one was learning about Microsoft Teams and there's different stages so you've got your basic introduction one two three mm-hmm. and you progress through it and then you're just working through it and some of the, the bits some of the certificates because I've used PowerPoint for years I went and just did that one mm-hmm. I thought I know about PowerPoint I did a wee bit of learning it says it takes an hour you get a certificate, tells you it takes an hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe only takes you 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You jump straight to the quiz then, at the bottom. Uh, yeah, straight to the quiz. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the quiz, because I know PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. When you move into the advanced stuff, there is stuff you need to, to, to research and learn. Yeah. But it's all good and it's all it's all valid. Yeah. And I think the big thing that Claire mentioned was that some of these certificates are actually really beneficial if you look to progress in your career. Yeah. So, so uh, actually, industry starting to recognise these as kind of qualifications aren't they because yeah, they think they go into your LinkedIn that's profile. right they go into your LinkedIn yeah your LinkedIn thing um, which is gaining popularity all the time yeah. uh, but um, so so these are free free they're easy to get into and they're easy to do if you know what you're doing and you don't have to do it all in one go yeah and you can pick and choose yeah um, so I believe that you've been talking to HR in the college about this HR in the college and yeah. we are looking to possibly start this up as a CPD yeah. uh, session for staff. It's still in negotiations, but we're yeah. very keen to try and pursue that because it's free, it's beneficial, and it's staff's professionalism. They mm. can do it where and when they want, yeah. rather than sort of. Nice. For me, when you have to go to training events and you're sitting there going, "Great, I've done this the last three years. Is it going to be any different?" Yeah, sometimes they're. Uh, it'll go pointless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're there to tick the box go through the hoop and go okay did you learn anything yeah no which which um, 
Get serious here. I know, I know, but it might not be a nice thing for managers to hear that. No. People who manage these things and, and people who, who place value on, on the training. But what you're giving us is the honest view of what yeah. a lot of lecturers feel yeah, about yeah, training. Totally. And it's not just lecturers, I mean the support staff support as well staff. feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to... And there is a... It's changing. Education's changing. Education 4.0, so staff training should change as well to mm-hmm. sort of marvel that. Whereas if we're looking at uh, more online de- delivery of uh, training courses, why aren't CPD sessions more delivered mm-hmm. online as well? Yeah. Rather than sort of three hours in a classroom, watching good practice that has no relevance to your uh, curriculum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. how you would use it in the classroom. Mm. Which kind of actually brings us kind of onto what Education 4.0 is. We're talking about this as staff training, right? Mm-hmm. And staff being able to delve into free training when and where suits them mm-hmm. and they can do it in bite-sized chunks or they can do it an hour at a time. Yeah. My, tra- sorry, but my training is normally a Sunday night when there's rubbish on the telly. Aye. I'm sitting there for two hours and uh, my daughter's in bed, my wife's watching the telly and I'm going, you know what, I'll just jump onto Microsoft yeah. and do a couple of wee courses. Yep. It's perfect. Still working, but it's, it's eight o'clock on a Sunday night, mm-hmm. getting the head back into routine for a Monday morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not having that heebie-jeebie feeling yeah. going on. No. But that whole uh, that whole badge thing. Oh, it's addictive. Yeah, that whole badge <laughs> thing is right up your street, Mister Super Competitive. Yeah. Medals and yeah. badges I'm and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Badges just yeah. Now. Yeah. Do you want me to print off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's a thing, isn't it? It's, it's, like, a thing, it's, yeah. a, it's like a a little accomplishment for a little bit of. For a little bit of work, you get this yeah. little ping that's a little bit yeah. of encouragement, and and that tells you something about how people respond to instant feedback and stuff. Yeah, instant feedback, which, mm. yeah, which, which is the one of the joys of something else you've been working on, uh, is Teams. Teams using teams, Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams and uh, bringing in the the department have moved into the ISLT team. We've they've been sort of using Teams in their own area, and when I moved there, I seen this and thought wow this would be amazing for academic staff to use to collaborate work with each other it's the same thing is it no nah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what was that you were saying about using big words I know. <laughs> work with each other collaborate pedagogy I'm going to tangent off pedagogy ah, I hate pedagogy He's about, I told him not to mention that I hate that word it's teaching why do people use the word pedagogy I can't help it Honestly, yeah, yeah. If you ever want this wind sum up, I think we found one of the buttons. <laughs> I remember it must have been. We're still like no, we've been here twelve years ago training event, and someone stood up in front of us and started going on about pedagogy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what pedagogy meant, mm-hmm. so I asked. He meant teaching. Why just no say teaching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, just. Which is very, that that actually sums up your teaching style, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Your your teaching style is very much break it down in a good language that people can understand. Yes, that's uh, one, yeah. one of the reasons how you you connect with your students is because you put it in the you know the language that they would use. Yeah, yeah. And so using things yeah. like pedagogy. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's sort of coming out just now in my new role as well. When I'm having to attend sort of different meetings, and people ask questions, and I just. I have to use simple language. There's no point yeah. in pretending to be something I'm not. Ah, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep yep. it simple. And 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's fine. But yeah, pedagogy. <laughs> what were we going? What were we talking about? What were we talking about? Uh, what were we on about? We we kind of drifted onto teams a wee bit. But teams, oh, teams, teams. Yeah. So uh, moved to the ISLT department. They were using teams, and I seen this and spoke to my previous line manager and uh, an assist, assistant principal, vice principal. I can never tell the difference. I can't tell the difference. I can't remember. <laughs> I always get it mixed up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and how this would work and how it would benefit teaching staff, support staff to start using this to just to control their environment and work together. Mm-hmm. There's no, oh, it just, have a look at Teams and you'll understand. Microsoft have great videos on it and the training on it's really good. Mm-hmm. It just works, but then linking that with, James, about instant feedback, Microsoft Forms, I've started trying to work with staff and looking at that, how Microsoft Forms and quizzes is amazing. And it could be used in so many different right. ways to, it might be a pain to set up, a wee bit time-consuming at the start, but if you do it for your subject area, you could use it over the next couple of years without actually having to change it. And mm-hmm. it marks, produces graphs, spreadsheets, everything. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. Timer. So, so, I so, um, if you, if you, I guess, if if anybody in the college or uh, wants to know more about. These kind of things like teams yeah, and teams. I would say ju- ju- forms. Uh, Office three six five. Let's let's go with Office three six five because there's it's. I wasn't a Microsoft person when I before I moved to this job. That's right, eight weeks ago. Eight you, weeks you ago, were, I was like, oh no, I'm Google. We should be we should be with Google. We should be with Google. <laughs> sorry, Google. Sorry, right. apologies. But then, I had to, I didn't ha- I had to learn it. I didn't have to learn it. I wanted to learn it. They benefit me. I, I did use some parts. But Office three six five, and Moodle who seem to be working together, mm-hmm. I think, listening to Microsoft at DigiFest. Do you want to start a rumour? No. We, we came up with a rumour yesterday. Right. <laughs> Microsoft's going to buy Moodle. We hope. We hope. We hope Microsoft Or they're going to Moodle. have a partnership and work together very closely. Yeah. But that's just our rumour. Do you know, um, Microsoft bought, um, so so this thing with LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn bought lynda.com, which was like a video training package yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. LinkedIn bought lynda.com. Microsoft bought over... LinkedIn and so it's now Microsoft runs LinkedIn Learning which is like really good videos really high quality learning materials um, and it just stands to reason it makes sense for Microsoft to either develop their own VLE yeah. or buy buy one that's there like Moodle yeah. I think I, I think all their I think we discussed this yesterday all their 365 is like a VLE yeah it's like uh, but I think because a lot of establishments use Moodle yeah and the IT departments don't like just pressing the switch and flicking things off. They're incorporating it because yeah. the the best app to work with three six five, as described by Microsoft at DigiFest was Moodle, Moodle, Moodle. Yeah, yeah. And I raised this at a meeting. So Microsoft place a lot of importance on Moodle, Moodle don't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. totally. As a as a a thing that yeah. they want to work with. Yeah. But we were saying yesterday, if you if you break Office three six five up into all the different bits that you've got, you've actually got a VLE. Yeah. One just broken is, up into different bits, haven't you? One note is sort of yeah. a portable VLE unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's another area we're looking at. Yeah, and I wonder if they're deliberately keeping it separate because one of the things folk find is, like, say, Moodle or Blackboard, it can do so many things that folk get overwhelmed. Yeah. Whereas by splitting it up into the constituent bits that... Aye, so, it's really yeah. so so that's our that's our rumor. Watch this space, right? Yeah. We've maybe just given Microsoft an idea, <laughs> but uh, Microsoft either develop your own VLE or yeah. um or take over Moodle. <laughs> there you go. That's how the business world works. Yes. 
I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> and they'll listen to this. Yes, I yeah. This time next year, Rodney. <laughs> this time next year. We will be we'll, we'll, we'll be in court. <laughs> we'll be in court. <laughs> oh dear. You're the copyright uh, man as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll no save us. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, GDPR law. <laughs> yeah. Don't go yeah. my word. The word I hate is pedagogy. Jamie's GDPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just. Uh, I, I wouldn't even go into it. I wouldn't even go into it. specs are off. I, I like, I like GDPR. I like the concept of GDPR. What I don't like is how everybody's in a panic about it, and I understand that from an institutional point of view, you got to be wary of GDPR. But sometimes when you're trying to get things done and people hide behind GDPR a wee bit to put out an extra wee barrier in your way, it's like uh, it can be quite frustrating. Anyway. Let's not get on to that, right? <laughs> right. Can we talk a wee bit about Education 4.0? Just just a few minutes. What Couple is it? Minutes. What is it? What is Education 4.0? You tell me, because you've got on the <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> They're not supposed to know. <laughs> yes, you're right. So I'm looking at... Uh... <laughs> So I'm looking at no secrets in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the JISC blog, right? And uh, it's got the potential of education 4.0 is huge. The UK must take a lead now, and it's a blog from a guy from JISC called Paul Feldman, and um, so he's talking about. Um, so yeah, so he's talking about um, one of the the big things, right? They've got they've got listed here is. We predict, not me and Sam, uh, but JISC, are predicting the end of the predominance of the lecture Ooh. as a means of delivery of education. Ooh. The end of the lecture. And, and what they say is um, lecturers will rarely lecture because the new technologies can teach the knowledge better. Ouch! Oh, controversial or what? I think we're going to need another podcast on this one. Yeah, I wonder if we might actually get folk writing in. Um, What what do you think of that, Sam? For in... Okay, I'll general statement. Not to put you in the spot. (laughs) F-E-N-H-E. No. 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 This is a guy writing about universities, by the way. Yeah, okay. Universities. Aye. Okay. Where most, uh, you would say, maybe... uh, 80% 80% of the teaching is done in lecture theatres with, yeah. you know, maybe 80 to 300 students in front of you. Okay. And lecturer, lecturer is God in that situation where the idea is they, they basically turn up to relay their information. If yeah. you're there as a student, you're there. Yeah. If you're not there, the lecturer doesn't care. And if they like, uh, yeah, cause they, they don't take they're just, themselves, they're, they're just yeah, there. Yeah. They're there to impart their knowledge and you should be worshipping at their, at their no, it's, I'm using silly language, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, still no well no actually yeah or both I think you need both mm-hmm. I think there's a way the way the the world's going okay students will miss lectures for some reason but there's bound to be another way that these lecturers could, or these lectures could be attended and the software's there the digital development's there where people can actually access a lecture mm-hmm. in from Birmingham to Barcelona. Yeah. Okay, but you still need that one-to-one contact at points, and even though Natalie 4.0 showed this virtually, there is no substitute for sitting in a room, having a chat, and being able to talk to people about 
your learning and even just mm-hmm. a chat. Sometimes yeah. a chat. Jamie's picking up from this. What I notice in Jamie's role is students often come to Jamie uh, from Heriot Watt with problems about their learning at their lecturer hasn't been able to relay this information or their books etc and Jamie doesn't actually do anything apart from listen and they go away with the answer yeah that's right they come they, they, you do yeah. they, they actually talk themselves rounds to go and, I yeah. know how to do that and all I do is sit and go mm-hmm yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and occasionally reflect back a, a statement yeah. to them that they've said you know yeah. No, yeah, yeah, there's a bit more to that but that's but you mentioned the human that contact, to me. yeah. it's the human contact yeah. and you wouldn't get that virtually uh, do you, it, there's a thing about extroverted thinkers not extroverts as in oh hello hello I'm an extrovert <laughs> what I mean is people who are extroverted thinkers they do their thinking outside their head yeah. so um, and then you get introverted thinkers who do their thinking inside so I'm I'm kind of more introverted so I won't talk about something until I've thoroughly processed it in and my head possibly the opposite you're the opposite you come in and you, you kind of go you find people that sort of um, uh, sort of walk into a situation and go blah, 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 blah. that's them actually doing the processing yeah, out, out here in yeah, front yeah, of them yeah. um, and so for those people that do the processing out here in front of them out, outside their brain they need another human to bounce that off yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. I think it's a bit controversial that statement right about Whoa. it's the end of the lecture it's the end of the predominance of the lecture I think what it means is that um, the people who deliver lectures just now would actually be more involved in developing really nice content, immersive content that engages learners. And you do that in a variety of ways. It's not just about setting up a room with Skype in it so that you can deliver electronic... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can deliver electronically to... Using hands. <laughs> electronically to loads of people at once. And it's not just about creating videos yeah. to deliver education. Lecturers will still need to... This was raised at a meeting that I was at this week or FE is that although we're putting we're looking to put more materials online for students to actually work through themselves staff need to develop that for future use yes so they'll still be working and doing lectures or developing materials but that's to put online for yeah. the following process so we're yeah. not actually going to be cutting hours and time yeah because you're actually going to need more time to actually create the materials for the other learning yes yeah. yeah yeah I still can't get it in my head how it works yeah but I understand sort of half the process yeah just what you were saying there about Aye, it, lecturers need they're developing the materials for future use uh-huh. on how their lecture they normally stand up in front of 300 people they may need to make that lecture into four different types of learning because you've got four yeah. different types of students that are going to mm-hmm. access that that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. one of the things I think we should do with this podcast is that we should be honest about things that we hear and yeah, and yeah. Because it's got to reflect what staff are doing. We're not doing this to please no. college management or anything like that. But no. ju- on that note, one of the things I think I, that I've picked up here and there is that part of your job is to help staff digitise the materials because the college wants to get li- rid of teaching staff, mm-hmm. cut the wage bill yeah, and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you see it like that. No, I don't. I think uh, my role and for staff's role is to actually to... As I always I use this term is enhance the, the learning and teaching for the staff and the students so it's to make their life uh, I use the word the words uh, this week again was why we digitise materials to make life easier mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a long process at the start you need the time to go and make these materials 
But once you've done it, you're then able to actually allow people or students who are more advanced in the class to actually go ahead at their own pace rather than restricting them. But if that's on, online and they're using the resources, they don't need to come in, they can access your feedback through Teams, they can access your materials online. But if you're in the classroom working with the students that need more support or guidance and confidence building in that one-to-one -one situation. Mm -hmm. So classes, you'll I see you still have some classes where you'll have students who need that. You'll have a class at the start that may eventually split up into two mm -hmm. or three different segments. That I'm sure if that's in management want to go, but that's mm -hmm. sort of how I see it working. Because you're yeah. FE and the subjects we teach, you're always going to need someone about because not everybody's yeah. going to be able to use digital technology. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I tell you. And what we started with was digital technology doesn't make. You learn better. No, it doesn't make great doesn't, teaching. Doesn't make yeah. great teaching. Doesn't make learning. If you, if you went down the road of just putting everything on to say a Moodle, or a OneNote, right, and you put right, okay, you put all your learning materials on there. You'd be as well buying a book. Well, to me that's the equivalent. Yeah. So so um the reason that we don't just give students a book at the start of their program and say right everybody go away read that book and then come back in six weeks and we'll test you on it is because it's not the best way to learn. Mm -hmm. It's not the most engaging way. It's not the best. It's just. Hundreds of years of pedagogical <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of years of, of pedagogical theory says no that that doesn't work properly it doesn't work the best way, um, and that's kind of what you'd be doing if you were just putting everything on a repository and saying to students right you can access whatever you are yeah. in the world, um, and the way you go and learn it, it's not the best way. There's a reason that we still have teachers and we still need teachers in education four point oh. In fact. We need them even more. It's just that they need to be digital. Yeah. Digital. Um, the keep going, keep going, and find keep the going picture. Find right. the picture and find the picture. I took a picture this week and stuck it up for staff. Can I find it? No, I can't. It must be in. Well, while you're looking for it, I'll just say one of the most exciting things about um, Education Four Point is the use of learning analytics. So artificial intelligence would actually be able to pick up things that that. Yeah. That staff are too busy to pick up. So, um, if uh, if your if your attendance registers are connected to a system that tracks other things, then artificial intelligence can be used to track the students. Now, it all sounds a bit creepy and dystopian, but actually, um, imagine if artificial intelligence was able to pick up um, certain times when a student wasn't attending, and gave out danger signs to say this student's not attending on these days and there's a chance that they might drop out and it gives you a percentage mm -hmm. and then you can have a human intervention with it as well um, now with the best will in the world I think staff in Borders College in particular are really good at knowing their students sure. and the pastoral care is, is really good but um, with the best will in the world things can not get spotted Just, yeah, get, yeah. Get pastured, yeah. what was that story that we heard about a student that um they were, they were always off on a Tuesday. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They passed all their classes on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They were always off on a Tuesday, and it got missed. But the artificial intelligence highlighted this to someone. Yeah, it was like the advisor of studies yeah, or something. Now they, their, their uh, care stepped in and asked them to just a question about it, yeah. and it was was their uh, parent was away for... It was chemotherapy, chemotherapy yeah, parent was away getting chemotherapy and on a no, Tuesday. They hadn't mentioned it to anybody, they hadn't spoke to anybody about it, but it hadn't been for the artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. 
that would never have been highlighted. Yeah. And that student managed to get some support. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, imagine the student missing that Tuesday, they could have eventually dropped out mm-hmm. um, of the course altogether support because they weren't keeping up. And when it comes to something like, you know, caring for a parent or a loved one, um, there's no competition, is there? No. Your studies can wait. Totally. The, the person in front of you can't. Right, what's your picture? Oh, my picture was okay. You realise it's a podcast, I, I do, I do. I'm going yeah, to yeah, so you're getting a picture right? right. <laughs> this is going to be our, co- well, this be our closing statement. Okay. Yes, I think we better. We've been going for ages. I know, waffle. Right. Luckily, it's lunchtime. Aye. <laughs> technology will never replace great teachers, but technology is the hat. To- oh, excuse me. Technology will never replace great teachers, but technology in the hands of great teachers is transformational. George Kurios? Mm-hmm. George Kuros. Kuros. Don't know who's George Kuros. Don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I think he's a great pedagogical thinker. <laughs> Jamie's just been. Read it again. Sorry, read it again because it is a brilliant statement. You read that. All right. Technology will never replace great teachers, but technology in the hands of great teachers is transformational. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's Perfect. Not about replacing that us. takes us quite nicely back to what we started saying about you know not technology for technology's yeah, sake. Totally. Nice wrap up, Sam. Good. Thank you very much. Quite good at this podcast in the Larky. Better vlogging. Now so, Jamie's going to edit out some of the bits because I think this is. I think no, this... I'm not editing anything. Out. It's all going on. It's all got going. Might edit this bit out. <laughs> no, it's all going on. I think I think folk need to hear it once and all. Can you have the? Beep 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 beep. Thanks very much for listening to our podcast. Um, if you want to know more, um, don't bother me. Just email Sam Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, we're, we're off on holiday for two weeks, so there won't be another one for two weeks. Aye. Unless we do one during the holidays. We could do one during the holidays. We, we could, could try do one because this software, this Apple Anchor. Anchor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Anchor, for your Anchor. app. It's wonderful. Yep. We can try and see how it works. Okay. Do you know what I think we should do for episode two, right? Uh, because we started talking about what management thinks and where management wants the college to go, I think prin- the principal would be a good person to actually go straight go straight to the principal to talk to. I think the principal has... Yeah. Right, a, a yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but we can, we can see. Yeah. We can see. Okay. She might be busy. We'll try it. We'll try it. <laughs> no, I think I, yeah. I think even because we can even try it over a phone call or something. Which is yeah. Yeah. We'll, yep. we'll speak to the principal and see if we can. Mm-hmm. And then I think we need to get like Dale, Mark, Cato, people who are doing kind of yeah exciting things with um, OneNote or robots or yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. And then Hopefully not... you've enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> My lunch is over now. Uh, we have. We've enjoyed it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> You know, done, but we can't stop it as for my. Like, we, we have to stop it. On three, two, one, bye. <laughs>